0: What up, East High?
1: Welcome back to the podcast.
0: Here we are, Wildcat Minute, where we talk about High School Musical one minute at a time. I'm Condra.
1: And I'm Tyler.
0: And we are the Amateur Nerds, here to talk to you today about Minute 72. Minute 72 of High School Musical starts out with Troy finishing his sentence, where he does not want to be the basketball guy, and ends with Troy singing looking in your eyes my eyes no gabriella's eyes oh sorry Tyler. he's looking in her eyes yeah
1: but the words he's singing are
0: looking in your eyes he's he's singing to gabriella (laughs) singing looking in your eyes to gabriella referring to her eyes well it's almost like
1: it's almost like the things he's singing apply directly to what's going on in the movie Anyway.
0: We've had that conversation about that song before, and we will have <laughs> it again. So, yeah, uh, we get the kind of escalation of this conversation. Uh, Troy gets a little more emotive, as it were.
1: Yeah. I wrote down on my notes, they can't handle it, but I, I don't remember who who said that or what that means.
0: I, I think it gets to the summation of Troy's feelings in that he is reiterating, like, He wants to sing, if other people can't get behind that, that's their problem. It's about how he feels. Gabriella asks, what about your dad? And he's like...
1: It's not about my dad.
0: He's Yeah, he's like, I didn't do anything wrong. My team let me... Like, I didn't let my team down. My team let me down. Like, he's obviously been thinking about all of this. And it's really coming out as, no, this is who I want to be. And the fact that I have so many resistors, that's on them. That's not a me problem, other than it's resisting my happiness.
1: To quote another Zac Efron movie, this is me. No. Greatest uh, Showman?
0: Oh, yeah. I always think of this is me as the Camp Rock song. I forget that Greatest Showman has a song <laughs> with like, the, nearly the You're same thing. You're like, title. Zac
1: Efron isn't in Camp Rock. <laughs> I don't like the Greatest Showman.
0: <laughs> I know you don't. I like the Panic at the Disco version of um, Greatest Show.
1: <laughs> of course you do. <laughs> um,
0: I've seen it performed live twice.
1: Whoa, that's on brand. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I did write down the quotes. Um, it's not about my dad and they let me down. I thought those were good lines. from It sounds like he's burning bridges. A bit. But he actually hasn't because he's actually already re- reconciled with his teammates. He hasn't reconciled with his dad yet, though. So we'll see where that one goes.
0: Yeah, it's just there's a lot of like pressure bubbling in Troy. And I think he's starting to finally work out some of those releases, I think. And this is one of the big overarching ones that's causing him the most stress right now is his relationship with Gabriella, And he's kind of explaining, but not really, that he's talked to his friends and like been told what they did. If he would have come out and been like, yeah, my friend's literally set up a webcam to show you what i was saying which was not okay of like that breaks trust on many levels like
1: here's the weird thing it's um that troy and gabriella like gabriella barely ever wanted to sing in the first place like
0: she was the one that i'll sing miss Darbus. oh yeah i guess so (laughs) she will after troy yeah, because she's the one that runs out, and then Troy's like, "I'll sing with her." It but is- then Miss
1: Arbus is like, "It's it's too late." No.
0: Yeah, and then Troy helps Kelsey, and Gabriella joins in.
1: But it's it's been a weird, bumpy start. It's like it's not like they they like committed to auditioning, and then now they're turning back on it. Like it was a weird circumstance from the beginning.
0: Yeah, it, but it is a lot of Troy trying to support what Gabriella is interested in. And I yeah. think this continuing, like, no, you wanted to sing, let's sing, is like showing support for Gabriella, who is not getting all of the characterization in this movie that she deserves.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, it's a little tricky because you're right. It's hard to really know what Gabriella's arc here is. She's mad at Troy for some reason.
0: She's mad at him for saying really hurtful things.
1: Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's one of those things where like, we know where the movie's going to end. So now it's just like, uh, okay, so you're mad at him, but you're going to not be mad at him in 10 minutes. So why are you still mad at him? Like,
0: Yeah, but I think it's representative of this emotional experience of like putting a lot of your emotion and feeling into someone and then having them break the trust in some way and then having to figure out, do I forgive them or do I move on from them? And she's still yeah. in that reckoning period.
1: yeah. I have a feeling she's going to forgive him now.
0: Wow. Who knows? Just saying. Who knows? Maybe the next two movies are about their horrid rivalry at school and how they're tearing <laughs> everything apart.
1: That would be great. I would love... um I mean, What's what's an equivalent rivalry? Like, Sherlock Holmes and Moriarty, except...
0: I was thinking um the kid from Sky High in War and Peace. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Uh, just ruining everyone else's lives for the sake of this one petty argument. Yep. Yeah, but they're secretly in love, so it definitely is Sherlock and Moriarty.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I that's not I, I could canon. Put, I could put it up for Warren Peace and generic <laughs> generic Superman dude too. Yeah, they
1: I, all they also are secretly in love. Yeah, all characters are secretly in love. Really.
0: Yep. So um, Troy then so, puts the pressure. He's like, "I'm gonna sing." You need to say yes. And it sounds super weird. Like, it's super weird. I don't like this part.
1: It's not as weird as it sounds. Like, it's more of a plea than a demand. Yeah. Like, when you say it like, and you need to say yes, then it...
0: But he's outside her window. This is true.
1: (laughs) Yeah, so I I have written in my notes, how? Why? How did he get up there? He climbed
0: up while on the Where? phone which is impressive <laughs> and um
1: and why did he feel that this was necessary like i feel like the 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 cute romantic move would have been to like be on the ground outside the window and she comes out on the balcony
0: been very romeo and juliet as we were talking about last minute
1: yes But not the Romeo and Juliet with the guy that looks like Zac Efron. No. Actual Zac Efron.
0: Actual Zac Efron. No, this seems much more... I don't know a whole lot about Twilight because I've never read or seen or I have very little interaction with it. (laughs) But I'm pretty sure there's some point where Edward just shows up at (laughs) Bella's house and is like, I am here now to watch you sleep or something. (laughs) And I think
1: that does happen. Yeah.
0: And I'm like, Troy, are you pulling an Edward Cullen out of all the people?
1: (laughs) There's a thin line between like sweeping romantic gesture and and,
0: creepy as all heck
1: and creepy as all heck. And I think Troy is on the sweeping romantic gesture side of this line.
0: I think if Gabriella wouldn't have picked up and started talking to him and started saying the things she was saying, like, she up op- oh. she showed she still felt something for him in their if he conversation. He had knocked
1: on the window without calling for sure. Dude, Creepy. No.
0: 100% push over the balcony, your basketball career done. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, it's it's always fun to point out like where those lines exist, well to to kind of conjecture about what the other side would be like.
0: But this might be too much for Gabriella too. She like, it's one of those things, there is that line, but you don't know what someone's line is unless you ask them in the moment, and Troy just jumps over the line. Literally, yeah, he crosses the barrier. He's shooting
1: his shot.
0: And uh, he says, turn around, which made me instantly start thinking turn of-
1: Turn around. Exactly.
0: And, yeah, I mean, he starts singing to her.
1: Yeah. Well- um before that, though I wanted to I wanted to point out one thing, which is um Gabriella's bed has like these nice banisters. like she's got yeah.
0: she's got a four poster a bed. She, or at least she's got banisters in the back half or in like the foot of her bedside because we yeah. don't see them in the front like the head of her bed when shes. okay, weird.
1: Bed. yeah, you're right. the the front the 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 headboard maybe didn't
0: the, there was no headboard.
1: <laughs> oh what? okay, I don't know. <laughs> I mean I guess structurally you can probably pull that off. With yeah because modern- she's
0: got a bench kind of thing. I'm thinking you this might be too specific of a reference for you. but in the animated Hercules movie, when Meg sneaks in to Hercules's villa, she lounges out on this like chalets thing and like says Phil's would go berserk and squeezes a, a squeaky of, of Phil. Um, and there are these posters behind the, the bench thing. Although I'm pretty sure that bed is a four-poster bed. But it kind of... It I don't
1: know anything of what you're talking about, <laughs> so...
0: So basically, my mindset is potentially there's like this bench kind of structure thing at the foot of her bed. And maybe that's where the post is. But that wouldn't make sense for... it. Um, I don't know.
1: So yeah, Troy starts singing and he starts singing... This song from the, the beginning of the movie.
0: Start of something new.
1: Start of something new. He's kind of he like he's singing the part that he remembers, which is the like harmony part. So it sounds kind of wonky and off-key.
0: Yeah. This is th- all right. So my question for you. Do we think this is actually Zach Efron singing this part?
1: Oh, that's that that is also possible that for like for this specific scene, they were like way too weird if we had to like ADR fake singing over like because it's not studio like it's not studio music pumped in that there's they're no music
0: to. behind it, it it's cappella. Yeah.
1: yeah and it would be too weird so yeah maybe it is we'll have to if we were if we were diligent podcasters maybe we would have researched it but um
0: yeah i didn't think I didn't about even it consider and it until I didn't just now think about it until like right before we started recording and i was like i wonder if that's why that's that sat weird with me so
1: yeah and and it's not that Zach Efron is a bad singer because he's a pretty good singer. Yeah. But just maybe because the the voice we're used to hearing from him as a singer is slightly different. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's the harmonies thing too. Like it's the both of those combined makes it sound weird.
0: Yeah, he's also, what would make me consider him not actually singing this bit is he's trying to do those hand movements again. And like, there's some also some acting going on in this. And I'm like, maybe <laughs> it is ADR. I don't know. Maybe that's why I think it's weird because it's adr
1: And it is the kind of say anything too. It's like last our anthem um, outside your window. And in, in, in this case, their anthem is Start
0: of, Start of, something. of
1: something New, a generic pop song that Might technically be a radio hit in the High School Musical universe, but we don't know.
0: Yeah. Also, it's not like for this moment, it's not necessarily the start of something new. It's the continuation of something. (laughs) Or maybe he's referring to like the start of something new as in I want to further our relationship and start a new level of this relationship. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Level up. Um, I
0: watch too many video game things.
1: I like the idea of the start of something new reprise is a really funny, like, visual gag. Yeah,
0: yeah. Also, just like the concept <laughs> start of something new reprised. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. he, he we'll, doesn't we'll finish singing. We'll see what her
1: complete reaction is yeah. next time.
0: Yeah. How far does he sing into this song? We'll find out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> does she join him, I think, would be a question. Mm. What do you think? Um,
0: I don't know. I, I'm going
1: to guess probably not because I don't think it's going to like turn into a musical number right now with a song. We've already heard them. Maybe Miss Montez will be like, what's going on in there? And he'll like stop awkwardly and be like, oops, I got to go. Um, Bye. What I don't think is going to happen is she's just going to like send him away and he's going to like have to sadly climb down from her <laughs> balcony. I, though I think that would be very funny.
0: That, that would be an interesting sight sad How
1: does one dejectedly d- dismount?
0: He just jumps. He pulls in an Aladdin and <laughs> just jumps off the edge.
1: <laughs> and she goes, "Oh wait, no, I really do care."
0: <laughs> yeah. But in this circumstance there's no magic carpet unless there is a magic crossover. Carpet. Yeah. Um,
1: Synergy. <laughs> <laughs> um which which character in this movie would you turn into a magic carpet? Jason? <laughs> I was thinking Jason. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I feel like jason has about the same level of participation in this movie as magic carpet does. <laughs> <laughs> not to say i don't yeah. like jason i think he's like i'm just a...
1: picturing the, the magic carpet making the gestures that jason's made when he says but we've never actually heard you sing the magic carpet just like doing like a like a check for rain shrug
0: mm-hmm. yeah that's so funny i was also thinking jason though
1: okay shall we move on to our decom of the week
0: I suppose. So what is happening now is Tyler is going to give me a Disney Channel original movie, or in this case, I think a Disney Channel premiere film. And it will be (laughs) my responsibility to guess the to come up with a potential plot for this title film. And then he'll tell me how close I got basically.
1: Yes, indeed. All right, your film is 1984's. Oh.
0: <laughs>
1: this is like the third or fourth yeah. Disney Channel premiere film. Oh, God. Gone Are the Days, but Days is spelled with an E D A Y E S. Oh! Gone Are the Days, directed by Gabrielle Beaumont, starring Harvey Corman.
0: I know that of name. Carol
1: Burnett Show and uh, Mel Brooks film fame. Okay. Susan Anspach, who appears to be a successful movie actor from the 70s, but I didn't really recognize any of her movies. And Robert Hogan, who is a successful TV actor who had a successful career popping in things over time, but never a definitive role. Although Hogan's Heroes, the show, is named after him because a friend of his was a producer of that show.
0: Oh, okay.
1: But he's not in it.
0: Okay. Um... (laughs) So, just because this is way long before I was born, are these all proper adults at the time?
1: Yes, yes.
0: Okay, great, thank you. All right, so those were the days?
1: Gone are the days. Gone are the
0: days. Oh, God, already I'm getting it wrong. Right, gone are the days, and days has an A-E. That makes me think of Old English. Which makes me want to put this at a renaissance fair. <laughs> but is that- A renaissance
1: fair or is it a period piece? Is it,
0: or is it a period piece? Yeah. Then I'm thinking it could be like Knight's Tale, but not as good as Night's Tale, obviously. Could it be a period piece? <laughs> For Disney, I'm just thinking like, Disney Channel in the 80s is like the Wild Wild West. It was so crazy. So I've- <laughs> it Just like what they had showing at the time and like what- what shows they had on the television channel well it wasn't like the wild wild west because the the shows like the shows stopped at like 10 p.m and then it was just dead for hours until the morning so it was not like the wild wild west all right gone gone were the days so we have two dudes and a lady so do you want a hint yeah i need something here
1: okay um two of the characters are married and another one of them is a police detective
0: Okay, so maybe, all right, I think I'm going to loosely base this. I I know this isn't, I'm thinking of like a few books that involve like old English memorabilia, like Shakespearean artifacts that get stolen, and then it's up to like people to find it. But this is going to be a much less... In like intriguing version and more of like a comedy movie I'm thinking especially like to have someone from the Carol Burnett show so I think the lady character whose actress name I cannot remember
1: Susan Anspat
0: Susan is it's not that she she's she's stereotyped into that kind of like dim-witted wife role where she doesn't really pay attention all the time and like does silly things kind of like a Lucy character and um, she accidentally loses, or I don't know if it gets stolen necessarily, but she, her husband has this artifact that he cares a lot about. Maybe he's like a scholar, like kind of a stuffy scholar type, and he's like got this oh, old yeah book. Harvey
1: Corman, the stuffy scholar.
0: <laughs> but like in a, in a in a way that's like, dude, calm down. You're so over the top. It's actually like a lot. Uh, and she does something to, like, lose or, yeah, she loses it, but, like, blames a theft. Like, she makes up this theft story and, like, this over-the-top. And so they pull in, they, like, the husband's all upset and disgruntled and, like, someone stole my, my book. And maybe it's, like, a prediction book from, like, the 1500s or something. Like
1: Oh, like, um, in Good Omens? Yeah,
0: yeah. And so they call this detective, and he's on this wild goose chase for this impossible character description that she provides. And (laughs) at the same time, she's trying to like go behind his back and like find this thing. And like she's retracing her steps. And sometimes she like crosses paths with the police detective and she's like, I'm not doing anything suspicious. And at some point in all of this, um, the police officer detective starts to think, like, huh, maybe she knows more than she's saying. Or, like, somehow tricks her into confessing that she lost the item. And by the end of the movie, some kid, like, rolls up and is like, hey, I found this book. It reminded me of your class or whatever. And, like, it's my lost book. And so the... (laughs) It, it, it kind of turns into an, oh, Lucy kind of moment.
1: Oh, so it's just a, it's just a pu ex machina, like a boy comes out of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Here, Here's my pitch for you. And you can let me know if, if you think this is good. I was going to say all three of them are searching for the book kind of independently. Mm-hmm. But my pitch was actually for the husband. His investigation turns into thinking that his wife is having an affair <laughs> with the detective.
0: <laughs> but this is a kid's movie, Tyler. I don't think it would go that route.
1: But not like, not like serious like affair like like oh no like there's an episode of drake and josh where they think Mm. the dad's yeah cheating on the mom like
0: yeah okay
1: like simple stuff like oh no they went out on a date
0: yeah okay
1: um and so like the all three of them are having like these investigations that are overlapping and
0: i like that yeah i like that i was struggling to figure out how the how the husband character fit into this so i like that yeah
1: and then the the title gone are the days
0: well the what is that well it's like the book goes missing and it's like the day i keep thinking of days of future past which is not correct but it's like it's like the Mal the male maleficarum in that it's like this like days ahead or something like it's like some prediction okay, book and so it's the, like
1: something from the title of the book and they call it the days yeah yeah okay okay i like that um you're not i mean you're not quite right yeah, obviously, obviously. <laughs> um okay so here's the plot summary from Wikipedia. You ready? Mm-hmm. When the Day family goes out for food at a Japanese restaurant, they witness a gangland slaying. A federal agent named Mitchell persuades the parents to be witnesses in the trial against the gang boss who ordered the hit. Whoa. That's it.
0: That's it. Oh, cool, cool, cool.
1: <laughs> um, it, it's a it's a comedy. It is a comedy, obviously. Um, Harvey Harvey Korman being involved. It's a crime comedy film. I ha- I've also pulled up the imdb plot summary because i think it mm-hmm. illuminates a little bit more right not not necessarily about the the movie but you know
0: yeah more
1: details. a little bit about the tone after the day's family witnesses a gang shooting in a japanese restaurant the police persuades them to testify against mobster delgado detective mitchell gets the job to hide the four until the trial but how shall he keep two nervous adults and their two teenage kids under control
0: Aww. so it's like witness protection yeah okay All right, and I'm sure there's some lovely racial profiling stereotyping involved in there too.
1: Um, yeah, I don't know what kind of gang like is it supposed to be like. They're at a Japanese restaurant, but is it like a like an Italian mafia gang type thing? Yeah. Or is it like serious, like quote unquote, like urban inner city like?
0: Well, it's funny that you like bring that up. Um, I we think we talked about this last week. I was watching a video about um like Disneyland teenage dancing
1: oh yeah <laughs>
0: and um part of that like idea of getting dance clubs into theme parks and other uh, knott's berry farms had a couple too um out in california was to try and distract in some ways teenage uh, teenagers from gang violence and joining gangs and that kind of stuff and yeah. some of the ram- This was back in the
1: 50s and 60s right no
0: this was the 80s like this was okay. peak eight, 80- so um there was concern. I was gonna
1: say because it's very West Side Story of like, <laughs> well, yeah.
0: There's the West. Side-
1: <laughs> Go to a dance. <laughs>
0: yeah. Well, there's the West Side Story. There's um the Blackboard Jungle. Those kind of ones that are about gangs. But then there was this resurgence of gang violence among teens in the eighties, so that's why we get things like The Outsiders and um okay. se hinting kind of stuff and then we also get these like dance halls because there was also this revival of like dance culture with the 80s and like music videos and stuff so it- it's just funny that this is like just
1: slightly different genre of music
0: yeah but it's interesting to think like well it's in the same of evo- a like it evokes the same kind of sentiments that's like rebel from your parents um, think for your own like 80s music had that kind of mentality especially in the music videos
1: yeah I'm, I'm just like what genre like is it like Madonna and like pop hits or is it like punk stuff like well
0: uh, for Disney they played more the Madonna and like pop stuff but like yeah there was also some of this like the Ramones and that kind of stuff too so yeah um, hard to say but it's just funny that like I'm thinking like Blackboard Jungle and like this cautionary tale against gang violence and stuff and then you have this like comedy kind of poking fun at gang violence
1: yeah i mean i'm i'm, I'm sure that the crime in the movie is taken seriously but the uh the, the comedic hijinks
0: they're a bit buffoon from like the
1: family trying to like you know stay undercover but like having to hide yeah i don't know
0: maybe have to get grocery they, they send the, the detective out to get a very specific item and he has to go to a bunch of different stores around town to yeah. find it
1: the, the wife is like you got the wrong kind of sugar <laughs>
0: Or I was taking like a uh, hair product or something because it's the oh. 80s. And it's like, that's not my hairspray.
1: <laughs> and her hair comes out all wrong. Yeah. Oh, man. The the, the teenagers are like, you bought us the wrong football.
0: <laughs> this isn't the right Michael Jackson album.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I wanted to pick that one because I thought it was funny that the description was so short. <laughs>
0: It definitely gave us some other things to talk about.
1: Okay. Uh, anything else to talk about for minute 72 or Gone Are the Days?
0: No. Well, wait, wait, wait. Two questions first. I'm assuming this is not on Disney+. Plus.
1: Um, I didn't check, but I'm also assuming that.
0: And then while you're looking that up, my second question, would you prefer to see my movie or that movie?
1: <laughs> Honestly, your movie... Um, uh, I think the comedic premise you came up with is pretty good. Um, Ga- I typed in gone are, and there is nothing. Okay. So,
0: so no, sorry, folks. You can't watch that on Disney plus.
1: Yeah. I think your movie sound other than the kind of like, uh, ridiculousness of like the, uh, you know, the dumbing down of the female character, Yeah. but that doesn't necessarily have to be played that way. She could have just made a simple mistake. Yeah. But yeah, like gone are the days with any, e. um, the real version doesn't sound very interesting. I think your, your movie at least had a – maybe it's just because yours had more of a premise.
0: <laughs> Than what we could actually read about. Uh, yeah, maybe.
1: Yeah. Specificity is the soul of narrative, as John Hodgman would say. Anyway, <laughs> where can people find us on the internet?
0: They can find us on the Twitter, at Amateur Nerds.
1: Or me personally, at Tyler Booty, T-Y-L-E-R-B-O-U-D-Y.
0: You can send us an email to nerdspresent at gmail.com.
1: Yeah, tell us what Disney Channel premiere film you want us to cover next.
0: Yeah, or or any decom. Maybe there's one we haven't covered yet that you really want us to cover. Just let us know. Yeah. We'll do it.
1: Yeah, you're like going crazy, like, do luck of the Irish. Sorry, we can't do that one.
0: Yeah, that's probably like the only one we can't do.
1: <laughs> Although I don't actually, like, I know the basic plot of the movie, but I, I would be interesting to like fill in the gaps. Okay. Because I don't actually know what occurs in it. I just kind of know what it's about. Um, Okay, anyway.
0: Special thanks to our artist, Theo Golden, at Art on Instagram.
1: And our musician, Joe Winslow, whom you can find at JoeWinslowMusic.com.
0: I have been Condra,
1: And I have been Tyler. And we'll catch you next time for Minute 73 of High School Musical. This podcast will also be on Episode 73, Minute 73, where we'll talk about that segment of High School Musical. And that was an exhaustive explanation. You can bet on it.